welcome to another edition of Old Titans. We're up to episode six, and we're still here. We haven't gone anywhere yet. As usual, I'm John Paul. The one and only B-Man. I'm Nick. And Matt. I gotta get a cool name like yours, though. You do. I feel like I need a nickname. You need a cool nickname. We have Saint Nick. You can be Saint Nick. It's kind of wasting hours. <laughs> I'll be Saint Nick. That's fine. You change our theme song yet? No, you still haven't done that yet. I haven't changed the theme song yet. I will change the theme song. You had one job. You had one job the entire time to do last week, and that was change the theme song. I feel yeah. like I see him messing with this, the board, you know. And you don't. So I feel like he has more I, than I, one I'm, job. I'm executive producer, actually. Oh, okay. That's what I am. So, yeah. so you're executive the guy producer. that gets to say you have one yes. job. And I do have the real job, which you know carried me to Las Vegas and CES, which was really cool. And I'm just bragging right now because y'all don't care and you already knew that. <laughs> because we stayed here and worked. Yes. That is right. I did walk 55 miles, so that was something, you know, again, bragging there. But, you know, the Fitbit, you know, yeah, I, Fitbit, no, registered it, trademark by Fitbit. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it registered 55 miles, 117,000 steps. That is an exciting story. I'm glad you told us that. Yes. I did get to walk past the uh, Marvel Station okay. um, area, How was walk that? into their store. I didn't go through the actual experience, um, but I saw enough of their video and everything else to know that it's modeled after the uh, Doctor Who experience over in Cardiff, or in England, uh, technically Wales. Um, you are trying to become a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Okay. So you, you have signed up to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and they take you through training, and you get to go through all these different experiences and all, where they test your knowledge of different stuff. You see actual props from the movies, including the Avengers and other movies. Uh, they did film some original content okay. um, just for this. It's about a 45-minute, they said, uh, self-guided tour. So everything I just said, if you took out anything that said Marvel or S.H.I.E.L.D. and put in Doctor Who and TARDIS... I'd be describing the Doctor Who experience, so probably somebody who had been through that one or the same company did it, which is great because that was a fun experience. I will make you a deal right now. Actually, all three of us can do this for you. Uh-huh. You give us a raise and pay for us to get to Vegas. <laughs> we will all three of us go. And we'll take pictures for you. All right. That's good. I'll, I will good. consider that. We'll report back. <laughs> we'll report. Next episode. So now back into the realm of reality. Um, today's, today's topic uh, first, Happy New Year. Welcome to the New Year, in case you're listening to this at some point in the future and don't realize it is 2017 as we talk. Um, it's very barely 2017, but it is. Um, and we're going to look ahead at this coming year and what we're most excited about. But first, as always, we go to the B-Man's question from last time. What TV show and movie are you looking forward to most in 2017? All right, and since we have guests again this time joining us, we're going to let the guests go first. Oh, that's great. St. Nick. So, TV show I'm looking forward TV to. TV show most. or movie, either one or both. What are you looking forward to most? For TV show, I gotta go Iron Fist. I okay. really like what Netflix has been doing with those Marvel shows, and uh, I'm interested to see what they can do with that character. It's okay. funny, too, because I never read the comics with him. I don't know much about him, so I'm kind of a blank slate, but. He has a fist that's iron. It's as hard as mm-hmm. iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I can see that, though. I, I can see that being a. I yeah, hope so. I just trust the list. quality they've done. I wasn't a big fan of uh, Luke Cage's solo series, but I still think their track record has been really good. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I would, I'd second that. I, I think Iron Fist I'm really excited for, um, mostly because I like the the short single narrative about a single character. I'm excited about Defenders also, but... Iron Fist. I mean, I did read some of his comics, his most recent run, and it's really cool. 
I loved the Power Man and Iron Fist comics back in the day. I loved them. I think I'm really old, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've read nothing other than the most recent. Okay. Um, but it's it's super cool. He's like, he's kind of like a mix between James Bond and, and Bruce Lee, but like not as weird as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> it, 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 there's a lot of ninja fighting, so he'll fit right in with Daredevil. So uh, yeah, it's a I'm good excited for it. Me too. JP, what do you got? Okay, so I... I Went with a little of both. I'm not going to try to combine the two into one, which I made a joke about last time. But I do have a movie I'm looking forward to most and a TV show I'm looking forward to most. Okay. Um, for TV show, that one is pretty simple. It's what's already going on. I just want to see more of it. And that's I want to see where they're going with Supergirl through the rest of the season because I am so, 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 so wanting. I said I wasn't going to yell, but I yelled anyway. Um, <laughs> so wanting to see the Legion of Superheroes. And with Monel there and the Legion ring, like I said last time, that's got to be coming. So the rest of the season of Supergirl is is the TV show I'm looking forward to most. But now the more serious answer, the movie. Something that's brand new for this year that no one has seen. Not exactly. I didn't get to see it in 2016, and I was sad. It's not Star Wars. That's my number four choice. It's not Justice League, my number three choice. It's not Wonder Woman, my number two choice. It's La La Land. Wow. I, I gotta say, I love the Fred Astaire musical dancing type thing. Uh, I want to see La La Land right now more than anything else. I meant to tell you too, by the way, we're actually replacing you on the show pretty soon. Yeah, I, 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 I can see that. I can see that. Yes. However, it does have a Zombie Land character in it. Not character, but actress. So you, you got the land to land thing, Zombie Land, no, La La Land. Close, actually. Yeah, close. Okay. I just won some Golden Globes. It, it got a record. It. it got a record number. Really? Yes, it, it, it broke the record for the number of individual ones. Um, yeah. Game Boy so, Show, we're talking about uh, La La Land. Really La La Land. This, this, La this La really La Land. It, was, it was close. I, I almost, almost put in its place A Dog's Purpose because, well, I love dogs, and the trailer for Dog's Purpose just looks great. But I will tell I you, I am more excited for La La Land than I am for Wonder Woman or Justice League. <laughs> so I will go with you today. Thumbs up on that one. That was, that was great. And, of course, Guardians is so far off the bottom of the list that you have to which, dig a hole in the ground, right? actually is. Yeah, yeah we'll, get back to, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, so back to you now. Uh, first of all, you know, when Star Wars rebooted, I was so nervous about it because, well, the, not really because 1 through 3 was so bad. Where could it go? It, it really <laughs> kicked any worse. But I wasn't too excited, but I saw it, loved it. Then I, Rogue One came out, and, oh, my God, this stuff's great. So episode 8, whatever it's called, don't know what it was called yet. I'm looking forward to episode 8 the most right now. It's called episode 8. Oh, episode 8 something, something, <laughs> force, distance. Something, something, force. Yes. That's a good thing. That's actually the name of that. the title, honestly, yeah. I mean, Guardians is up there, Kong is up there, um, Stephen King's oh. Dark Tower, and how, It, both up there. How about Star Wars episode 8, colon, just give us your money? And you know what? It would I will work. give them the money. Yes, it would I work. I will give them the money. As far as TV shows go, I mean, Game of Thrones, this is like the beginning of the end for it, I guess. It's like, I guess, one last season or two half seasons, I guess. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Game of Thrones. I just can't wait for that right now. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, Iron Fist was definitely up there for me. Um, I will admit DC has been better than the TV shows, but Marvel with Netflix right now I think is going to break some barriers. I think Iron Fist is going to be the beginning of that. I think he's really going to punch through I think those he's going to punch through the TV, actually. Okay. <laughs> and you might actually get hit. There is one I should have mentioned on the TV one. What is that? 
because I was thinking literal TV, not ne- even though y'all mentioned Netflix when I prepared for this, I was thinking just TV, TV. Um, but one, you've probably all heard the announcement by now, but the announcement was only three or four days ago. Um, Matt Ryan, voicing Constantine, is coming back. He'll Which be on the great. CWC uh, on the website. It'll be 10, 11, 12 episodes, 10-minute episodes each probably, something like that. They haven't given an exact number of episodes or exact time link, but Constantine is coming back. Continuation of the series that was at NBC, fitting right into the Arrowverse. Um, so it's animated? Yeah, it'll be animated. Like Currently they have Vixen on there, and they have um, Ray. This, this will be the next animated one. And all of them are part of the CW universe, which means if they expand the universe on there, if, say, they have Swamp Thing appear or the Demon, um, those characters would then be eligible to be over on the other shows because they've been shown to be part of that universe. So right now they can't be in the shows unless the cartoon shows them first? No, it's just that... Constantine had Constantine had scripts sitting waiting for the second season right. with those characters. That's the reason I mentioned those characters waiting to appear. So they already have plans to use those characters within that show. They could appear anywhere. I mean, Satana Satana could appear equally um, on any of these shows. I mean, she Magic is a great foil for any super character. Magic's a great one against Arrow at times. You know, with the whole Damian Dark and all the rest, but. She's oh, also the on again, off again, eh, on again, off again <laughs> girlfriend though for John Constantine makes the most sense. So, um, I, I knew Vixen was a cartoon, but I, I never watched any of it. It's the quality of those. It's correct. It, it it is really good. It's better to wait until they get all the episodes out and watch them as one full episode because yeah. each one okay. is you know five to ten to fifteen minutes or whatever long. Yeah, that was the next question if they were the truncated. Yeah. Well, see, um, the problem with that is you're asking the DC guy who thinks Suicide Squad is up there with Avengers. That's actually and, 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 and this great, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's uh, you got to watch it first. I, I will give him a little more leeway with the TV stuff because I enjoy all those shows. Um, well, I do too. I stuck through with Arrow even when it got bad. I watch it all on Hulu, which I can't anymore. So now I'm behind a season. I'm watching it all on Netflix, but... I'll give them yeah. some leeway on the TV because it is good. I would I would say the Vixen animated was up there with like the Justice League Justice League Unlimited cartoons. Okay. It's, it's at about that, you know, the animation quality is at that same at that level, and the story was was really good. And then that character from the animated was the Vixen that was in the Arrow episode um, during the season. That's why they didn't do a whole introduction for an origin or anything. Better had done all of that in the animated, and then just it was a straight crossover. Um, so. The CW did that before with Supernatural. They did a, some animated episodes as yep. like a side. So that's yeah, kind of cool that they do that for yeah. people that are interested in the web stuff. Yeah, it'd be great to have them back on TV, but this is better than not having them at all. Where does the next DC project? Any word in that? Next it's, DC. Sooner or later, Arrow has to end. Oh, they they have teased that there's another um, TV show coming. What's they haven't that? said which it is yet. What's your thoughts? There's a short list, in my opinion, unless they just pick a completely off-the-wall thing that no one would have thought of. There's Superman. Right. Not likely, but there's Superman, they since you already have him on there. Um, while I would love it, I know they're not going to do it, but Legion, the Legion of Superheroes, is possible, since they've teased it in there a few times. Booster Gold and or Blue Beetle, individually or combined, are possibilities, since you have the time travel with Rip Hunter and, and all the rest. Um, those are all strong possibilities, um, but no one knows. So basically all terrible ideas, and they're just kind of like, which one's yeah. the worst? <laughs> okay, my idea for which one would sell best 
if you want one that would be commercial success, it could work on any network, and they should go for it, but you should put it on the CW. You should put it all with the rest of them. I'm going to get laughed at by at least one person over here, the B-Man. I don't know about the rest of you. Um, there are two characters, a husband and wife team within the DC Universe, who are known detectives. Mm-hmm. And he has a nose for detection. A yeah. nose that actually twitches. Yes. Literally twitches. That is the elongated man and his wife. Having a episodic, you know, the, the think of your normal detective show, like Elementary with Sherlock Holmes or any CSI or anything else. Having a fun couple detective show, and the only quirk to it is... The guy, when he drinks a gingold juice extract, can stretch. A what? <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. It's, it's, his, it's his ability to get his stretching powers. Um, How does stretching help him solve crimes? Well, first it lets his nose twitch when he detects a clue, which is just a fun little effect. A, th- a little throwback to Bewitched. Um, and, well, if Plastic Man, Mr. Fantastic... Um, if any of them can solve crimes and stop criminals by stretching, he's a genius. Yeah, they tend to use his genius more than his powers to to help him be relevant in any story. It's because he's very boring. <laughs> he is very boring. the elongated man, though. Let me he's tell not you about boring. <laughs> he's very humorous. So it'd be a funny. It, it, this will be a flashback to the '80s um, team ups of Remington Steel, Moonlighting, Heart to Heart. It would be very much a show that would feel like it would have could have lived in the 80s on TV. That, But having been a child of the 80s and watched every one of those, plus many, many more, um, that's what I would actually love to see the most in a way because that, I know it would just be a fun show. It, it, it really would be fun. I don't know how well that would do. I'm I mean, not going to lie to you. They do have a comedy in the works, though, right? Something for DC? It's Isn't powerless, powerless or something? Alan Tudyk? Yeah, it has Alan Tudyk, which is... A huge plus. For the fanboys, yeah. Um, they've retooled the show completely since the pilot. The original pilot had them sitting in an insurance company, selling insurance to people or to companies and everything else to protect against damage caused by superheroes in the city mm. or world or whatever. That's great. There was a great bit in the original trailer where they're sitting around saying, hey, can we deny this because it was done by Wonder Woman and she, you know, she is a deity and all a demigod, so this could be an act of God, so we don't have to, we don't have to cover it. You know, ha, ha, ha. That was a joke. They had the same cast, but have completely retooled it, and now they work for Wayne Enterprises in a division that is developing um, protection gear, things that protect your house, your person, your car, your whatever, against superhero damage. Um, the fact that they had to go back and completely retool it, and they're not showing much, I've got to say I'm a little the worried. The concept was definitely more interesting, I think. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. But it does have half of Garfunkel and Oates, and it has Alan Tudyk. So, now, is that one a CW show though, or NBC? Okay, I find it strange how much DC spreading their their stuff out. Like it seems like they're home to CW. Why not just keep it there? That would seem to make sense. That's one that I would agree. I never figured out why Gotham and Supergirl are both Monday nights, eight o'clock at night. Because CBS and Fox executives were absolutely stupid. Okay. That's the first answer. The second answer is they were more than stupid, and the third answer is when the CDW picked it up and kept it going, they continued the stupidity. However, at the same time, Gotham's really not worth watching that much, so it doesn't really hurt anything. Gotham is a bad show. I never liked that um, concept. Yeah, I watched the first the first half of the first season, and I really liked it, but there was just other stuff going on, so yeah. I kind of stopped watching it. With Gotham, I think it kills the mythos of Batman, of like... 
was the crazies already there, or did he bring the crazy with him? They were clearly already there. Now it's already answered, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now they need them. In the Earth-Fox world, remember, we had multiverse here. Earth-Fox, it's a reverse. Earth-Fox Earth sucks, but Earth-Fox is where they exist. There is another Earth-Fox movie or TV show coming, too. I forgot about This is in development. Who knows if it'll make it? Um, Black Lightning is coming to Fox, supposedly. Don't know if it'll happen or not, but he's supposedly in retirement. But his kids get into trouble or something. He has to come out of retirement. So they do one before he's a hero, one after he's retired. Why not just you know, follow the formula and do the normal show? I don't know. All right. I'm not sure about Black Lightning. Well, we got TV shows covered, I think. Yeah, right? we got TV shows covered. Movies. I hear from you guys, especially here, uh, Matt and Nick. Um, Wonder Woman, Justice League, Thor, Spider-Man. What am I missing here? Um, Star Wars. Guardians. Guardians, yeah. If you guys had a list, what would you guys think is the most exciting? Because I'm trying to go outside of our Marvel versus DC and bring a couple outsiders here. Uh, I think, for me personally, um, mine is going to be Marvel, but maybe one that most people would disagree with. I'm looking forward to the most Thor. Actually, okay. And as a as a little writer here, if this was in writing, there'd be a little asterisk on the corner of his words, and the footnote at the bottom of the page would say, "While sitting next to his cup with Doctor Strange on it, who's going to be in the Thor movie?" Okay. Oh, and Thor is also on the cup, and Spider Man, and Hulk, and Luke Cage, <laughs> and Captain very America, busy cup. and um, Black Panther, and we so on. We get that idea, yes. I, but so. I mean, I'm I'm really into the Doctor Strange movie. I enjoyed it a lot. So having him in there, uh, especially the teaser at the end with Thor, cool. I was probably a, a bigger fan of the Thor movies than most people to begin with. I enjoyed one and two. Uh, and the fact that you're going to get that Planet Hulk storyline-esque, really, really cool. Like, I want to see him in his gladiator armor. I am so glad you said that. I've been made fun of so many times on this show. And last time I got to make fun of B-Man. Spoilers! I'm okay. going to say they release an official synopsis, so I'm going to say not a spoiler. I'm talking about the um, Thor being at the end of Doctor oh, Strange. Well, yeah. I still haven't seen it. It's still in the theaters. Uh, I still haven't seen that yet. All right. I well, this is the last time yet. I've ever yeah. been on the so podcast. Spoilers. I'll see myself out. It's been out a while. <laughs> it's been out a while. Well, people like me were supposed to see it. And I had this good buddy of mine, right? I said, you hey. still haven't seen it? No, I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, my gosh. I had this really good friend. We know, like, brothers practically. And I'm like, dude, when you go see it, give me a call. Oh, absolutely. I'll call you right away. I'll meet you there. We'll see you together. And my other buddies, actually, you guys are part of that group, invited me. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to see my other buddy, you know. Is, are you perhaps talking about your co-host? Yes, I am, actually. <laughs> so I sat at home, waiting, waiting. Played my phone a little bit. Played some games on my phone. No phone call. Next day, oh, yeah, it was, the movie was great. Yeah, I'm waiting for John Potter to see it. Yeah, he was there with us. <laughs> yeah, so that course, happened. There, you know, there is another side to that story. The other side would be, hey, I might go this Saturday. If I do, I'll give you a call. I did say that. I did say that. (laughs) I said I might go. If I do, I'll give you a call. If this is a court of law, you just proved guilty. However, on that day, you admitted you were holding your phone. There was nothing that didn't say you couldn't call me. You said you would give me a call, therefore I was waiting for you to call. Yes, okay, so now you're comparing yourself to a girl waiting on the guy to call. <laughs> Real sad. Sitting by the phone. Real sad. Sad on a Friday or Saturday night. It was actually Saturday morning. Saturday morning, That's okay. Was, I believe. Yeah. 10.30 in the morning, Man, too. I said some tension in your room. <laughs> <laughs> getting crazy. All right, so Thor Ragnarok, Nick, what are you thinking? I, yeah, 
I find the choice of director super interesting for that. I don't know if you guys know much about that. Yeah, the guy's no. name Let's do is it. Taika Watiti. Kind of a no name to most people. He's a Taiko because I can't pronounce the name. That's why he's no name. <laughs> yeah, he's from New Zealand. He's Sounds like she make like, toys, Taiko toys or something. <laughs> he's involved with the guys that do the Flight of the Concords. Okay, like comedy mm-hmm. musical thing, and he's done some movies with them. It's all comedy. Okay, so it's very interesting. That it's like a straight comedy guy that's been picked to do this Thor movie. Which there's been some comedy in those films, but it's you know mostly drama action so I'm really interested to see where he takes this you're right however I will say the best Thor moments because I'm one who was kind of bored by the first Thor movie I love the opening of it I mean the, the opening of the first Thor movie is great the second movie started good and went downhill but the best wow. Thor moments in any movies have been the comedy moments between Thor and Hulk in Avengers I mean that's the, so having a comedy director might not be bad if he can do it sort of diehard style where focus on the action and bring the comedy in with the timing at the right moments, that would give us that kind of Avengers Thor. And so, so Thor was boring, but Batman vs. Superman was great. Just making sure. I'm throwing it out there right there. Just yeah. throwing it out there. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Just, did I? Well, okay. Now, to be fair, I've always found Thor in the comics boring, except for a short period of time, which actually wasn't that short, but a, a period of time where Walt Simonson was um, writing oh, and drawing yeah, Thor. Yeah. The Walt Simonson Thor era was just incredible. Outside of that, never liked Thor in the comics much. Don't hate him or anything. He's just boring. Loki's very entertaining. I love Loki. I mean, my wife actually literally loves Loki. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Loki. To an uncomfortable degree. <laughs> yeah, to the fact she that really <laughs> loves him. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a big fan of Loki in the comics because of Tom Hiddleston. He's done a fantastic job of bringing him to life. Okay. In a way that in the comics, I, if I picked up a Thor comic, thought I was, saw that it was Loki as the villain, eh, move on to the next one. Yeah, he's I didn't care. One dimensional. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Tom Hiddleston's done a great yeah. job. It, it's pretty much what Robert Downey Jr. did to Iron Man. Iron Man was a boring character until Robert Downey Jr., in my opinion. He had cool-looking armor, but he, his book was I mean, boring. You might be stretching with cool-looking. He went through some bad designs. He there, went through there, some there bad designs. some really bad designs there, too. Yeah. Um, went with the times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back, back to the Thor, though, I think one of the things that makes me most excited about it, like you were saying, the comedy director, I don't know if you guys have seen the short after Civil War where it shows what Thor was doing. Um, no, haven't seen that. Oh, man. He's like he's hanging out with this guy. He's living. Oh, the roommate like, thing. All, yeah, yeah, I did see roommate, that. He's that living great. on Earth with a, a gentleman, and he's like talking about what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it just shows that Thor is able to deliver those like comedy lines, and it is actually funny. So like knowing this guy, a comedy director, seeing that he can do that, like. Well, the, the actor, the actor's good. I mean, um, Cabin in the Woods. I mean, he did yeah, a great job in that. Which had, I mean, even though it's. Technically a horror movie. It's a comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a comedy through great. and through. That was a great movie. Yeah, and he, he does a good job in that. He had to play more of a straight character. He didn't get to be the you know the drug head uh, in it, but he still got to deliver some some funny lines in there. And he was in the sequel to Red Dawn, which was not good. Although Red Dawn, we didn't did. see it. You, you that did. wasn't his fault. That's no. a good move. That's <laughs> a good move. I mean, Sean Connery was in the sequel to Highlander. He was still good, but the movie sucked. So you can't really hold that against him on Red <laughs> Dawn. You know what's actually funny that... I've been trying to get you to swear for the longest time. You said socks twice this episode. That's because it did. So this is actually, you know, a, a, a star for you, JP. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm pretty Whoa, impressed. Oh, it down. Yeah, I know, <laughs> man. This is a family episode here. All righty. <laughs> I think I still fit into the iTunes explicit category. Yeah. Or not having to go into the rated explicit. G. Yes, yeah. I'm pretty much rated G. Um, DC movies. Justice League and Wonder Woman. What do you guys think? Oh, man. I... 
was looking forward to Wonder Woman when my first couple images came out. I think the teaser. I do not like the full trailer. I'm not okay. excited about it anymore. We've actually, me and Matt, have made a pact that if it, the reviews come out on, and on Rotten Tomatoes it's 50% or 49% or less, less than 50%, we're, we're not going to go see it. Uh, at some point you got to stop giving these companies your money. And, I mean, if half the people that go see this movie enjoy it, 50%, I'll give it a chance. Maybe I'm part of that half. Um, but if it's under 50, I can't do it. And it's sad because I want these movies to be good. I want these movies to appeal to me and people to think like me. But so far, they have not succeeded. I will say, though, I wish they would do one thing on Rotten Tomatoes. This wouldn't be perfect still because you're going to have people such as myself who are going to be more inclined to like a DC movie any of you who might be more inclined to like a Marvel movie, and that's fine. That's that's just reality. But you do have a lot of the trolls on the Internet who they haven't even seen the movie, and will go mark it five stars or zero stars no matter what. Well, I only that, that's attention. That happens. That's very true. I wish you could have, like Amazon does the verified purchases. When you look at the reviews underneath the product, if you see verified purchase, you can trust that review a little bit more because you know it's somebody who bought the product and then came back and reviewed it. I wish there was like two different Rotten Tomatoes ratings. One that was people who actually saw the movie and everybody else. Well, there is. The main rating that you get when you go is only critics. So it's usually between 100 and yeah, 150. But critics. Critic reviews. There's the user side. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree with him here on the critic side and the audience side. I mean, at some point it is seems like you know they're beating up on something because that's what's cool to do. But you, I'll go to the same sites a lot. And, and you know if I agree with this person that's reviewing something... Yeah. I, I like to go that way. That, that's the best way to do it. But find, it's just find like a if, reviewer if everybody's panning something, there's probably something wrong with it. Um, yeah, and, 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 and so far, they haven't been wrong to me. The thing is, in 1977, everybody panned Star Wars. So, you know, I mean, th- these things happened, you know. But sure, but so far, with the DC stuff, in my opinion, <laughs> they've been spot on. Man, yeah, it still was okay. Tomatoes, that's why I have that 50% threshold, because that means 50% of the critics gave it a positive enough rating that they said they liked it. That's the thing with Rotten Tomatoes. It's either like a good or a bad. Just you don't get that in between. But at least 50%, then I'll give that a chance. Anything below that, it, it, I mean, I've had very few experiences where I've seen a movie that was less than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and ended up enjoying it. Like, it really is a good uh, indicator of quality. Of course, to that point, I think both Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad were well above 50%. No, they were in the no. 20s. Yeah, they, they were pretty low, actually, yes. They were like 70-something percent. No, they right? were not. That, not not even on Tomato. User score, maybe. Yeah, that's, no, that's what I'm going I, for. I, I don't think we should be that high either. It, possible, but I, I know uh, by the critic scores. One's yeah, I, don't, I, I will admit, I don't pay attention to the critics at all. Yeah, one's 25 and, and one's 24, or maybe one's 26, one's 25, but they're both in the 20s. Um, and I would agree with both of those scores. I did not like either one of those movies. I mean, but moving past Wonder Woman, talking about Justice League, I was actually really excited about that one when I saw the trailer. I was like, all right, it seems like they've kind of switched that tone up a little bit. There's some comedy here. Aquaman seems cool. Batman's probably going to be as cool as he was, so that's cool enough. And the, my big hang-up on that one is Cyborg's look. He looks like a Transformer. It's too busy. I don't like it. And then the Flash is, like, all armored up. And it sounded like you had a problem with that, too. I don't like the look of the Flash, yeah. Yeah, the Flash armor. Well, I was never a big fan when I first saw um, the TV Flash costume. Once he's in motion, 
yeah, and the show cool. being good enough, it grows on you. So I'm going to reserve, even though, yes, I, I think the, the armory look to the Flash costume is kind of dumb. They have improved it. As you've seen the images over time, they've improved it. Um, but I want to see it in motion with the actor in it, because when he was out of costume, in that one scene they released with him and Bruce Wayne conversing, mm-hmm. the actor seemed to be doing a good job right there. So I'll reserve judgment on the costume, but I agree. I'm not a big fan of the Flash costume. The others all look fantastic. Well, one thing on that is Flash costume, if you guys played Injustice game before, yeah, it's actually very similar to that. Yeah. So I kind of dug it from that. That's what they were going it for. It looked cool in the video game. But yeah, but again, in the movie right now, I'm like, oh, maybe it doesn't really translate that well. And that's what I'm thinking, but I kind of like what they did with it at least. I'm going to see how it well, once, yeah, once we see it in motion, really, in in context, in the story, it probably will do a lot better. And Even if actually, we don't love it, it'll probably be better. If you guys are both right, actually, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad... For the critics, both in twenty percent, audience both in sixty percent. Um, so not great. And that's about average. And the, I mean, the user score is more the one like you said. Like I could see a bunch of fanboys going on there and five star, five star, five star to like boost it up some. Well, what, what drives me crazy? Critics. The the <clears throat> the general audience. You actually start getting those numbers like a week before the movie comes out. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay, the movie's not even out yet. Yes, there's going to be a handful of people see it in previews. No. Rotten Tomatoes needs to just not accept any user ones until the day of the movie. But we actually have an advantage because we work in a tech area where we are. So we people we work with are all like us. So we, I at least get word of mouth that way. If I'm going to see Wonder Woman or Super, um, I'm sorry, or Justice League, I got to hear good things about it first at this point because I have been let down by DC movies the last few of them. Hmm. I haven't been wowed yet. Well, I'm going to say them both. I, no question. I'm going to see them both. This, but I did not go see Catwoman, and I did not go see um, Superman Returns. So, I mean, it's not just because they're DC movies. Both of those I did not go see. You were very see. excited about this extended universe, I think. Yeah, in general. And, um, like, I actually, this is a true story. You were, you know, we had a week off, and then you were in Vegas for a week. Yes. So I invented a time machine. Okay. I did. I have a screwdriver at home. Okay. So I invented Sonic one. screwdriver? <laughs> no, it's just a basic, it's still upside. Okay. And, um, <laughs> you know, one-time usage only. So I went in the future. Uh-huh. Just to see a review of these movies. Okay. Both these reviews were Wonder Woman. Oh, it was amazing. It was a great origin piece. One of the best movies out there. <laughs> Loved it. Justice League, your review. Oh, right up there with Avengers. This movie was unbelievable. It was Zack Snyder's dead on. Yes, you got to see this movie. That, that's kind of that's a review. I'm suddenly you know right my now. review. Yeah, so I'm I'm saving you right now the time. Now, I will say because of Zack Snyder, I probably would not say it's there with Avengers. Because, I mean, Zack Snyder is no Joss Whedon. That doesn't mean I won't enjoy the characters and the story more, but Zack Snyder is not Joss Whedon. Zack Snyder is not a whole lot of different people. Right. But, but know, I, I, I know, I, that's I don't cool. see that. I, I, don't, think, I, don't, I, I think you went into an alternate universe. No, 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 this is, this is Earth 1. This is Earth 1. <laughs> We're not on Earth 1, though. We're on Earth Prime. Whatever. Yeah, I went okay. Earth 1. That's you went Earth 1. See, that's a different You know, Earth. next time you make a time machine, you let me know where you go, and we'll talk about it then. Okay. But right now, this is my time machine. It's already been used. I think uh, right now you're going to be so excited about these movies, you're going to love them no matter what. You're going to love them. I, I, well, I, I'd watch Suicide Squad again a couple nights ago. I actually liked it worse the second time seeing it. I've seen it three times now and I've enjoyed it just as much all three times. This blows my mind. But here's an example of why it's not always just because it's DC. I loved the first Captain America movie. I mean, loved it. Thought it was one of the best superhero movies ever done. When they announced they were doing the second one, I could not wait for that movie to come out. I was there ready. I mean, Captain America 2. Captain America 1 was great. 
I couldn't believe a character I found boring in the comics. I loved his movie best. This is fantastic. And while I enjoyed Winter Soldier, it was such a letdown for me over number one. I disagree. I thought two was better. But it just, it, there's personal taste. I love period movies. One set, like it was World War II, the first movie. So I love period movies. Um, I love ones that are more focused, more self-contained. Winter Soldier was definitely not all self-contained. It, it got into the bigger Marvel Universe, which is great. But what I loved about the first one was it was a standalone, beginning-to-end, complete story. Um, That's Wonder what they did with all those first-generation Marvel movies, which was why I think Avengers was so successful. Was they set that groundwork. They did. Give the one character his one story. Give the next character his one story. And then have them come together and then once they set that groundwork now they can play with all that and while we're seeing Hulk and Thor in yeah. the same movie and well, why Civil War worked well yeah. he didn't like it but why Civil War, Civil War did not so many characters in it and it still worked Civil War I did not like and that shocks me I, did, like. I just think if Civil War was DC characters instead of Marvel characters you would have loved it the story still wouldn't have worked but how did Suicide Squad work for you then I can't see I, like the premise of Suicide Squad and let me Okay, they send They're a squad. Them, they send in the bad guys. They go guys. on suicide missions. Yeah. They send in the bad guys to do the dirty work because. Not yeah. all. Not all. Well, the, the bad guys essentially <laughs> do the dirty work because the good guys can't be seen with them, correct? Right. In this suicide squad movie, they send in the bad guys, which is fine, surrounded by Navy SEALs. So obviously the bad guys are working <laughs> with the Navy SEALs. This would. This would not have been the story I would have told as their first story. Right. It was a legitimate story for the Suicide Squad because they were going into spoilers, rescue their leader. And nobody cares about that. They didn't, know, they didn't know that's what they were going to do. This is one you could have had heroes left and right going in to help because this was not one you had to avoid being seen by. It's just she's in trouble. She's going to use her own team to come get her. That makes sense. There's a logic to it. Whether you like the logic, there's a logic to doing that. Mm. Whereas the bad guy in Civil War, I'm going to set up this really cool trap in this cold, frozen wasteland. I'm going to lure the bad guys or the good guys here to fight each other. And I'm going to make sure I put out, you know, I don't feelers to lure Captain America. And then I'll just hope I get lucky that Iron Man shows up. See, and I take I take <laughs> problem with that because it's now on Netflix. I've watched this movie four times since it's been on Netflix. Civil War. Civil War. Okay. And I think that you have the plot of that movie a little confused. <laughs> that could be because it's a confusing movie. Mm, no. I, I don't know that I would agree with that either. He goes there to get the, you know, information Zemo. to Zemo. Zemo. The bad guy. Who's not actually Zemo, but he's Zemo. Oh, he's Zemo. Visually, he's not Zemo. It's like, why not? But okay. He goes there to get the uh, report document from 1991. Which is what he's been trying to do the whole movie. The whole movie. Um... He only lures Iron Man there, no, not he Captain only, America. No, he, no, he lured. He Captain. didn't. He didn't lure Captain America there. The way he lures Iron Man there is he calls room service. He says, "Hey, bring my food up." He doesn't answer the door, obviously, because he's not there. She comes in, discovers the body. Of course, she's going to report that of the actual person he's supposed to be. Sure, yeah, it was a little more hard to understand than, hey, she has a team, the team's coming to pick him up. It's a suicide mission. You know, <laughs> just gotta, you gotta pay attention. That's all. Okay, you seem to be forgetting the whole Iron Man actually had to go and into that super-duper prison that's under the water. That's, Iron you know, Man is, is... And he had to get one of Cap's friends to decide, okay, I'll switch sides for a minute and tell you something so you know where to go. No, so... Because he didn't know where to go otherwise. That is the way it played out. So imagine this. Nobody shows up, right? He goes there. He gets the information. He has spoilers. The video that shows Bucky killing Tony Stark's parents. Right. Nobody shows up to stop him. What does he do with that? He leaves and he leaks it to the press. 
gets the same effect. It just so happens that they find out they're there and then they fight. So even if that yeah, never happens... I agree. I, I think Zemo wasn't planning on all those people being there. That was actually unfortunate. He ended up having to like lock himself in so they couldn't get him and stuff. See, that's not how it I came across. His, his, his plan would have been better if nobody showed up and he could have just leaked it and he got away scot-free. And see, again, but if that if that's what you get hung up on about Civil War, then I can't wrap my head around only, why you like Man of. Uh, that wasn't the only moment. That's just Suicide that was Squad. Hey, Suicide Squad or Batman vs Superman. There, there were like four or five or six different things in Civil War that just the characters had to act dumb or stupid or against character in order for the plot to progress. And I've, there, I've got a lot of book series and other things I love, comics or anything else, where I love what they're doing. But the writer either will switch the writers to a bad writer, or the writer will get hung up on a story they want to do. And in order to get to, you know, from A to Z, there's, they, they write themselves into a corner and realize, I can't get past, say, R, unless my characters do something but they get up against type. They get up to R. Suicide Squad, it doesn't make any sense why that squad would be together. Why would it, if you have Navy SEALs at your disposal, why would you have Harley Quinn and Captain Boomerang? Just bring in 50 soldiers yeah, that come and strike right Yeah, now. exactly. Or, right. like we were saying, if you're going to have a suicide squad that you don't care if they live or die, why would you make them work with Navy SEALs who you do care for? <laughs> yeah. I don't think Amanda zero. Waller really cared that anybody lived or died as long as she lived. And but that's really Amanda Waller. Go to Batman versus be Superman. The fight between, it was so forced. Yeah, so talk about characters acting against their actual characters. I mean, right. there you go. I don't see any reason why Batman went out to Superman in that entire movie, other than the fact that he had to. He was manipulated. He was manipulated by yeah. Lex. And Lex actually had a contingency plan. Unlike Zemo, he <laughs> had the contingency plan that Zemo. if Batman didn't fall for it, he still was going to have Doomsday to do his bidding. Because in his opinion, he was going to be able to control Doomsday. I don't think he would have been able to do that. But Zemo's whole plan is, if this doesn't go right, I'm just going to kill myself anyway because I have nothing to live for. That's the ultimate contingency plan. He just doesn't care. He just wants to see them fall. And you want to see this movie? Yeah, that movie is way better than the other two movies we're talking about. I, yeah, I mean, Suic- I wanted like Suicide Squad. You know I love Batman. You know I do. My daughter's name after Harley Quinn. I love the Joker. I hated the Joker in that movie. Batman was great. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I hated him originally cast, but I love him. Holly Quinn was good. The movie itself just didn't seem to work for me at all. It just... I, love, I, I literally... The second time I watched it, I tore it apart. Helicopter shot down. Oh, man, that sucks. Wait, who shot that down? These creatures that can't do anything? They never explained that. They never explained so much of it. Why did Holly go back to him when she's released? She's free. Why did he go back to the, the squad? Emotional dependency. We'll, you know, we'll cover that later. But I will say we're getting a little off topic. I'm only <laughs> going to point that out because we don't have much time left on our okay. counter. We are supposed to be talking about the new stuff more. Okay. And we didn't get to Justice League, which I will say I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman more than Justice League. Okay. Only because I like the period pieces. It's World War One setting. You know, whether it appeals to everybody or not, I don't know. But just the way this story is set up, it is one that I like Wonder Woman. I like a World War whatever setting. That has an appeal to me. We'll see if it's any good or not. Justice League, I'm hoping, is very enjoyable, but I'm just... The setup for Wonder Woman is, is Here's better one me. thing about DC movies I don't mention that kind of irritates me. It's... <laughs> you know, one that, thing? He's going to tell thing? you something he likes well, about it. With, with Marvel movies, I could take my daughter to see most of those movies. Deadpool, obviously not. But Captain America, Thor, she can watch those movies and enjoy them. The comic books. Everybody should really enjoy comic movies, like Star Wars. Yeah. DC movies, she won't enjoy them. That's why DC is doing a much better job on television. Right. The Berlanti Production Company, they've got, 
you know, the old Timverse, the animated, they had a better grasp on what the DC Universe was. Right. No question. Yeah. If I could design it, no question. I'd, I'd design it after the Timverse, after the animated. That's what the movies would be like in live action. No question. But that doesn't mean I don't still enjoy them. But before we forget, there are a whole bunch of other movies we mentioned before we started that we haven't set at the top of our list, but we are excited about seeing. Um, We haven't even got to Star Wars. I mean, we we mentioned Star Wars briefly earlier, but Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Do Um, I lose nerd cred that I didn't know that was coming out this year? Star Wars 8? Yeah, Yeah, you lose a little bit. Just just a touch. Just remember, every year now, you'll get a Star Wars. (laughs) Tell you what, if you lower your threshold to 45%, Instead of fifty percent on Wonder Woman Justice League, <laughs> you can earn your nerd credit back. From I my will opinion, consider your offer. okay. Um, Kong Skull mm-hmm. Island. See that one, I'm not excited about. That trailer looks like garbage. To His me. wife wants to see it though. Okay, Tom well, that makes in sense. It. I won't argue. Loki's with in it. Loki's in it. That's why. Fair enough. I can't so, remember if I saw the trailer, but man, that movie looks cool. Awesome. We watched it together, and I think you were a little lukewarm on it also because it seemed like um, just such a like over the top kind of deal. I noticed nobody mentioned Spider-Man, really, when talking about the Marvel stuff. That's because, I'm, I'm, for me, I'm worried about Spider-Man. Hopefully it'll be wonderful, but I'm worried about Spider-Man. I think now that Marvel's semi-in-control of it, I'm okay with it. I, I'm not worried at all. I, I thought that trailer was awesome. Um, the trailer was good. The trailer was cool. The only reason why I'm, I'm not, that didn't go top of my list is, like, the Vulture. Not cool. Like, he he looks cool in, in that. But, like, I know Marvel's track record, they will probably kill him at the end or, you know, something along those lines, which is fine. But, like, it's, it's like, in this weird ground where, like, I know who Spider-Man is now. You actually introduced him to me in Civil War, but now you have to give me an origin for him. And, like, I'm just confused about where that's going to fall at in the timeline. I'm excited about it. But. I just thought of one thing. I'm looking at B-Man now. I think you're going to agree with me on this. One reason he might not have as much problem with Spider-Man. You're what, 25? 25. 25 years old. For him, Marissa Tomei looks like an old woman. <laughs> For me and you, she's hot, and we remember Marissa Tomei from all the yes. past years. Aunt May is not supposed to be a hot young woman. We were, we were joking about that in the office, uh, me and Nick, the other day. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys said that, and then we were watching a Batman vs. Superman trailer or clips from it or whatever, and I was like... I don't know. Mama Kent kind of hot too, though. Like, oh yeah, she was too young. She was too young. Oh, I always God. say that, but they got the Kents completely wrong in Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. I have heard y'all say that the, multiple the Kents, times. The Kents are the my only major problem with either movie. I can find little nitpicky things too, but the major problems are the Kents. If you could erase the Kents from the, the movies, ma- the major problem is they what was like problem with the Kents. They weren't the Kents. That was it. That's a they, they, had, they had actors on there playing people called the Kents, but they weren't the Kents. So, like, you're okay with Batman being, like, a serial killer? Sure. <laughs> Why is one change? Frank Miller's already done that back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. you know, Did he kill anybody in the Dark Knight? The original Dark Knight? Batman's killed people for decades. Uh, they keep saying it. no, it but, they, but he's killed. The core of like who he is as a person, I hate it. At times, but depends on the era you're reading Batman in. There have been times where it was not against his. Well, like, I mean, I hate it in the comics too. I don't yeah. like that Frank Miller went there. All right, so we are now down to one minute and forty-five seconds left. So, any last thoughts from anybody before we get to B Man's last question here? Yeah, I would like to point out that you had to adjust your glasses to see that. You were very old. He I, is I, the old Titan. I am an old Titan. <laughs> I have to take the glasses off to read and put them back on to see at a distance. Although right now I can see the clock and everything else at a distance, just fine. So they're not that bad at a distance. <laughs> All right. So the last question for next week episode. 
If you guys could live in any fantasy or science fiction world, what would it be? There we go. And we won't discuss it this time, but next time on Old Titans. It's yeah. been fun. <laughs> it's been enjoyable. It's been intervention. <laughs> Until next time, this is John Paul. B-Man. Nick. And Matt. Signing off.